Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is Claude Hughley, author of Trusting Grace, The Journey from Fear to Love. He's joining us from Nashville, Tennessee. Claude, welcome to the podcast. Oh, good to be here. Your point of departure, so to speak, is a verse from 1 John. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. This relationship between fear and love has clearly been noted for thousands of years, but there are plenty of things that you could write about with scriptural roots. But I'm curious, why did you choose to write about fear and love? Cliff, I've always been a a person that kind of wants to know why. As I've I've been a chaplain for about 30 years, so I've walked with people in health crises and death and mortality and things like that. And, and one of the things that I, as I began to kind of ask the wise is, what helps people to live lives that are fruitful and, and, um, and life-giving? And what things, what characteristics, what attitudes get in the way of that? And so I kind of began to reflect on what are those good things, good qualities, and what are those bad qualities? I began to kind of put them into categories and uh, uh thinking in terms of resistance is, is harmful, acceptance helps. Forgiveness is helpful, unforgiveness is, is harmful. Um, I think about people that are consumed with jealousy, they get insecure in a relationship and uh, their jealousy begins to take over. And what results, uh, they end up achieving what they don't want by, by their jealousy. and and. You know, we human beings just do those kind of things all the time. And what I began to realize was that those things that are life-giving seem to kind of align with love. And those things that are life-destroying or life-sapping always have some element of fear behind them. So I began to kind of um, put those things together and and drawing in on my faith, the scripture from 1 John, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, that the more we can understand fear and how it manifests itself in our lives, you know, then, then we can begin to find ways to not let fear harm us, but uh, allow ourselves to, to embrace more life-giving uh, directions. So the, the scripture kind of helped me kind of organize and, and the book kind of came out of that. Well, it certainly does. And in terms of the organization, the first half of the book focuses on fear. The second half focuses on love. And I want to talk about something that you did in the book, a technique that I thought was brilliant and really affected positively the way I read the book. You put the word love in all caps and you say, quote, I use love in all caps to denote the indescribable love characterizing and coming from the creator. I use love lowercase to describe the human love that sometimes mirrors love all caps. So had you seen this capitalization of love done elsewhere or did you just decide to do it here? I love it. I thought it worked. It really affected how I read the book. And I think if you hadn't done that, my read of the book would have been significantly different. I think I just was was trying to find a way to distinguish between um, 
the love we find in the creator and the love we humans do. I think we humans love in an imperfect way. We kind of try to approximate that love that, that comes from God. And, and so I, I think by uh, putting it in all caps, it, it kind of helped to, to establish that the source of, of love is, is a giving creator of love uh, who gives first. Uh, one of the things I developed in, in the book is this idea that the intention of the creator from the very beginning was that there would be a sort of a dance between the, uh, the giver and the receiver. There would be a, a dance of giving initiated by the giving creator and then receiving, which is us, and then the, the invitation to give again and do that with trust. And there would be kind of a, a circular, constantly giving, receiving, and giving again with trust. And and that what we know of love is we learn from our experiences of many experiences of grace that are all around us. That, and that's another thing that, that I think is important in my way of understanding is that, that gift is all around us. And our challenge is we struggle to see it. There's so much gift that we don't, so that we miss. And um, so I think the idea of recognizing that the creator, giving creator of love is the source and everything kind of comes out from there, uh, really gives meaning and purpose to our living from our, even before we were born until uh, we pass on and we're a memory to our loved ones. Yeah. Well, you were just talking about gift and in the book you talk about the gift of human life. You noted a few moments ago that you've been a hospital chaplain for more than 30 years. And so I'd like to hear you talk a little bit more about certainly the gift of life and seeing the end of life so often in your professional role. Um, what parts of your professional role as a hospital chaplain have most informed your mapping of the journey from fear to love? The, the hospital is, is a place where people um, I mean, people do come to have babies that don't want to stay, they don't want to stay there very long with their babies. But for folks who are having other health crises, it's not a place that you come to because you want to be there. Uh, uh, things are that you are, are not wanting bring you there. And, um, and as a hospital chaplain, I have opportunity to, to walk with people as they try to figure out how are we going to manage this difficult circumstance? What is this new experience of health challenge? What does it mean? How does it affect who I am? And how does it affect my relationships? And how does it reflect uh, my understanding of God and, and my purpose in life and what's ahead and what I've done? And all those things kind of get <clears throat> stirred up in, in that experience of, of being there in the hospital. And, and, and so, uh, I have learned that one of the best gifts I can bring to folks is to help them be able to name what they're experiencing and and be able to maybe identify those graces. Uh, they feel like there's, you know, what can I do? But then they begin, when they have their eyes, um, things are pointed to, oh, wow, they have their support of their family. They have their church. They have uh, friends. They have faith. They have these memories of verses they learned when they were little kids that suddenly 
have meaning and power in their lives. And those are all sources of grace. And I think when we can begin to identify those sources of strength, it doesn't make the healthcare crisis easier, but it helps. It makes a big difference. That was kind of in the background as I'm trying to sort through how to how to help folks move from fear to responses of, of love and, and grace. We'll be right back with more Good Faith Reads. I'm Mitch Randall, CEO of Good Faith Media, and we're proud to announce a Better Way initiative. A Better Way. People of faith are too often cast as only narrow-minded and fundamentalist. This image is false, so let's not surrender the truth. A Better Way. This initiative from Good Faith Media will focus people of faith on giving voice to justice, to inclusion, to love, These values define the faith communities so many of us know. A Better Way initiative from Good Faith Media. Go to goodfaithmedia.org and click on initiatives. There's more to tell. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by Claude Hughley, author of the Good Faith Media book, Trusting Grace, The Journey from Fear to Love. I'm Cliff Vaughn of Good Faith Media. Claude, let's talk about the writing process for a moment. For authors who are listening and for others who are interested in the creative and writing process, what can you tell us about writing a book? Writing a book can be a challenging task. Um, I have to confess, I have kind of a a love-hate relationship (laughs) with writing. There is something that is just extremely exciting and gratifying when words on the page, I'm trying to get something in my mind, and it gets on the page, and you say, yes, that's it. The place of getting there is sometimes quite a wrestle. (laughs) Finding the, not just a word, but the right word, and trying to express an idea. Uh, How do you you talk about this first or this first? Uh, You know, those kind of things are, are challenges. I, I found in my, my own writing process that in, in writing this book, it builds off of a, a book that I wrote several years ago. But when I was doing that writing process, I started off with kind of an organization. I, and I had uh, fear in the first half of the book and love in the second half of the book. And I kind of figured out there were different kinds or different dimensions of fear. And so yeah, I put fear that kind of related to Um, security and safety in one chapter and fear that related to grasping and holding on to stuff um, in in the next chapter and and, and kind of went and and organized it that way. But when it actually came to kind of outlining it, I had a sort of an outline, but I had to kind of struggle and wrestle with every paragraph, you know, all the way through that. But um, I found in in the writing process I had to decide I was going to write a book, and I had to just devote time to it consistently. It's it's one of those things that you do one sentence, one paragraph, one page at a time. And if you keep doing it and have more today than you had yesterday, then then um, eventually you say, "Whoa, here we got a book here." Yeah. 
You use the word vulnerability quite a bit in the book. In fact, I, I just did a word search in the text of the book and it came up 163 times, the word vulnerability did. And you say that even the creator practices vulnerability and invites humans to do the same. So I would like to hear you talk a little bit and for our listeners about the why and how of vulnerability and how vulnerability has to be part of this journey from fear to love. Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that I've learned in the course of being a minister and a hospital chaplain is that it is in those, you know, and think for most of us, the things that have been, have helped us to grow and deepen us as persons and as people of faith have not been when everything was going great. It's always been those times of, of difficulty challenge and vulnerability and and as i began to kind of reflect on fear and love and all that one of the things i i was reminded again is uh even how we see god makes a huge difference in how we see see life but that the god that's revealed through the creator and that we as christians see revealed in jesus is vulnerable God of the Creator is entrusts humanity with, you know, taking care of the world and, and um, taking care of one another and, and exercising free will and free choice. That's very vulnerable. Of course, we see the vulnerability of Jesus um, on the cross, and and, um, and, and so it, it began to kind of connect all this together for me that. The God of the universe, the creator, thinks vulnerability is important. And so if that's the case, then maybe I ought to take some wisdom from that, that somehow being vulnerable is important. And that's so contrary to what we tend to be taught, you know, be self-sufficient. Um, you, you know, don't need anybody's help for anything. But what seems to be what... Um, our creator tells us is that vulnerability is important. And again, to realize more and more that grace seems to come when we're vulnerable. Whenever we got it all together and we don't need anything, we don't, we don't receive as much grace. But when we make ourselves recognize our vulnerability, uh, then, then suddenly grace flows in to, uh, to give us what we need. And, and so what we can do proactively is be open to experiencing and, and acknowledging our vulnerability. And that helps us to be uh, able to receive grace. And it also helps us to be able to be uh, sources of grace for others. Because whenever I'm self-sufficient and, and super independent and and strong, basically, I'm, I become somewhat of a threat to other people. But when I'm vulnerable, I, I become a person that, that they can be safe with, and that helps them to lower their guard. You know, if we're, if, we're, if it, what's important to us is developing deeper relationships, we don't do that by being strong and tough. We do that by allowing our vulnerability to be seen by them, allow them to that invites them to be vulnerable to us and we can develop a deeper relationship. So uh, I think that vulnerability piece is very important. 
An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. Claude, I wonder if you might read for us a sentence or two from the book, a favorite passage that you'd like to share with listeners right now and tell us why it's so important to you. Each one of the chapters in the book starts off with this phrase, being human is an amazing gift. And I think that kind of sets the stage for as we journey through fear and and toward more and more love. And I like this particular passage here because I think it is a reminder that the journey of faith to love is not a destination we get to. We never are completely loving. We never completely you know, practice that. Our goal as people of faith is to hopefully be a little more loving today than we were yesterday, and hopefully more loving in, in our lives and less fearful tomorrow than we are today. It's kind of the direction we're going. And this particular passage, I think, kind of reminds us of that, that step-by-step process. This uh, comes as, as the beginning of chapter 8 on page 95. It says, being human is an amazing gift. Trust equips us for exploring the many facets of this gift. And this same trust also sows the seeds of deeper relationships with one another. Inspired, empowered, and sustained by love, this trust is an intentional exercise choice, expressing a willingness to be vulnerable. There is much to discourage us and dissuade us from exercising a vulnerable trust. Not only are we bombarded by our own insecurities, generating the many expressions of destructive fear, but a stance of vulnerability also sets us up to be targets for the dominating, grasping, lying, and controlling actions of others. It is easier to distrust trust and slip back into the more familiar patterns of fear. How do we keep ourselves on the intentional path of trust? How do we get back on the path when we have either chosen to fear responses themselves or have neglected to make any choice at all, thereby drifting back into destructive fear? The first step of trust is and always will be a grace-empowered leap of faith. This is the case whether we're talking about our first step of trust but we are stepping back onto the path of trust after spending some or many steps along the path of fear. This choice to trust by its very nature cannot be a once for always decision. It is a series of ongoing decisions we make one at a time. At any grace assisted moment, we have the freedom to choose trust for the next moment. We also have the freedom at any moment to turn a deaf ear to grace, stop choosing trust, and go back into the clutches of destructive fear. Though this choice-making capacity remains with us, the giving creator of love stands ready, supplying the grace we need to make the next choice to trust. Jesus' parable portraying the loving Father reminds us grace is always focused on the current and future steps we're making not hung up on our missteps in the past. Even when our last step was a distrustful step on the path of fear, the giving creator still makes possible the next step of willing trust. 
with the healing power of this gracing love assisting us, we are always within one step of getting back on the path of trust. I love this, Claude. You've showed us how you write a book word by word, sentence by sentence, page by page, and how we build lives of love and trust uh, choice by choice by choice. So uh, we appreciate you being our guest today on Good Faith Reads. Our guest has been Claude Hughley, author of Trusting Grace, The Journey from Fear to Love. The book, along with more than 100 other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org slash bookstore. Claude, we appreciate you being our guest today. Thank you so much.